And welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. Hey, Jackson, man. We didn't really plan a bit for this, so how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling very creative, as you can, as everyone can tell already. You're uh, always but, very creative. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. You know what <laughs> I'm really looking forward to? Last oh, week, gosh. your Wi-Fi went down. We made it through the entire show except for breakdown from the past and the end of the show. So I'm just really looking forward to your missing breakdown from the past. <laughs> a two week long breakdown from the past. So it has to be a good one, right? Yeah, I can only imagine. That you put a ton of time and effort into finding a great breakdown from the past. Man, you really know how to read my mind. I mean, I put so much effort in. It's, ugh, I need to start getting paid for this. Don't we all, Jackson? Don't we (laughs) all? Don't we all? (laughs) Well, look, because I'm just so ready and excited to get to breakdown from the past, why don't we get started right now with news? Let's do it, man. We start off with the news and the retraction of quote-unquote news that originally Ivan Moody of the band Five Finger Death Punch, originally it was all over my Facebook stream that he was leaving Five Finger Death Punch to start a side project, and then it was quickly retracted by the next day with him saying that the quote-unquote news outlet or media outlet took his comments out of context. So, Jackson, were you super excited one day and then very depressed the next? <laughs> well, I'm not as big as a hater of a five-figure death punch as you are. Well, they're awful. But, I mean, at the same time, I feel like it's long overdue, just the whole Ivan Moody bullshit thing. And I know you are excited for it, but now you're let down. No, but no, I mean, no. No, I'm not let oh, down. Oh, yes, you are. I just think it's really dumb that this is the way they were going to get promotion. And really, I tried to hear the exact interview, but it's not available. At least the few sites I tried. I wanted to see how did they take it out of context, but I couldn't. So I really don't know if it was his fault or their fault. Honestly, and I, you know, I'm sure you want to rag on Ivan's part, but I guarantee you it was a media fault, man. Media is so off today, and you know, and now the generation or whatever. I mean, except for us, of course. Yeah. You know, we're always on point. Well, that's why we say allegedly, and we actually do ah, research. Yes. Well, I do some research. I'm not sure about you, Jackson. Okay, already. You didn't know who 18 Visions were or the Juliana Theory. Ian, you're like <laughs> roasting me here, man. Easy. We just started. I don't know, man. We're going to be getting to the APMA nomination, so maybe I'm a little oh, heated. fuck. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. We'll get there at some point. But look. I could care less what Five Finger Death Punch does. Apparently, Ivan wants to start a side project called, I guess, Villains. That's supposed to be similar to a Stone Sour or something like that. I think their band already now is very similar. So he's not Mm -hmm. really going off in a different musical direction, it seems at least. But I know that the stress of the whole lawsuit and I guess not being able to put out their new album is getting to him. So apparently that's where a lot of his issues are coming from. Oh, poor Ivan. It's all gone cold. Poor, poor <laughs> Ivan. Whatever. Mr. Moody. 
for all yes for all of their fans that are happy that they're still together that is great for you it's just we probably shouldn't even talk about them anymore because they really don't fit with the style of music we talk about anyways yeah, and we're just going to turn into that show that just constantly ragging on a certain band, and then people get tired of it. And it's like, well, I mean, what do you want us to do, man? Ian hates Five Finger Death Punch, and not in the good way. Yeah, it's more Ian loves Five Finger Death Punch, because it's <laughs> well, the I hope opposite. no one gets that out of context. I know. Do not take that out of context, you sons of bitches. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. So Ash Costello of New Year's Day is filing a lawsuit against Iron Fist, which is a clothing brand. And this is over her clothing brand called Bat Royalty. Now, apparently they went into some sort of agreement. I think it was a year ago. I'm not exactly sure. So that they can, you know, share ideas and, you know, kind of share, you know, bonus it, you know, the money that comes in and all that sort of stuff as like a joint project. Now, the royalties that Iron Fist has been getting has well they've basically just been shortchanging ash costello and her ideas and obviously ash costello caught on to it and now she has got them against the ropes it looks like she's gonna win this one but she is going at him full force and uh go ash yeah basically she kind of came in with her own line into their group because she was like a guest designer kind of thing and she made this right. whole thing that has to do with bats and stuff i don't know i don't get it but <laughs> emo shit and it's all for you know, women too. So of course, I'm not going to know what she's making on that side. But I guess what she's saying and what she's accusing Iron Fist of doing is not only not marketing her material as much, but then also creating a similar line and then promoting that over her brand. So it kind of looked like maybe it was her brand. And so we can't talk to any of that being true or not because we don't know and then she also made some allegations about being treated unfairly in their workplace as well as, you know, having her designs and everything stolen from her workplace area, like a lot of that kind of stuff. And it really does seem like she's laid everything out. I don't know. I don't know if you can say it's provable, though. I think that's the tougher part is if she has proof, that's great. The lawsuit looks good for her. But I'm just not sure if she doesn't have the actual proof, whether it will actually hold anything in court. No, yeah, you are right. I mean, this kind of thing is going to be really hard to prove. And I think Iron Fist is the bigger brand also. Right. So, you know, they're going to be coming at her in defense form way harder than she'll be coming at them. So, I mean, it could end up wrong. But I mean, then again, at the same time, I'm going for Ash because I doubt she would come up with something like this. But again, this is all allegedly who knows what actually is going on. But I'm sure we'll get to the bottom of it pretty soon. If this is for real, then yeah, of course I'm on Ash's side. There's no doubt about that. Yep. So we wish her the best if this actually did happen to her. <laughs> if this happened. If not, no. If not, no. Look, I like that really old Iron Fist design for the hoodie that has like the half skeleton on it. I've actually never even heard of Iron Fist, to be honest with you. I've heard of, of her brand more than I've heard of theirs. They're a big scene type, you know, designer. We are the scene, though, so I'm afraid We I, are the scene, Jackson. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm not familiar with this. They should be sponsoring us. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll see what, I mean, I'm sure if she wins especially, I'm sure it'll be all over social media and she'll be thanking everyone for standing behind her, and that will include Ian Hates Music. Of course. On to the next one. So Sonny Moore... I don't even want to say Skrillex. I just don't have, say it. I have to. I have to because people. Yes, that's what the story actually says a lot of. So true. Sonny Moore was pulled over for playing his music too loud, apparently, 
And I think what was very funny about this situation was, first of all, I believe he was playing new Skrillex music. So right there, that's funny. And then the other thing, too, was that he was driving a Tesla that has the car doors open up like a DeLorean. Like a fucking badass. Is that what you call it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. But what I will say, he handled it like a champ. He did exactly what you're supposed to do when you're being arrested. And he literally did get handcuffs. I think the whole story is he is playing his music too loud. Maybe he would have just gotten a warning, maybe a small fine or something like that. But he didn't have adequate ID on him. So even though people who were filming it knew exactly who he was, but Sonny just kept quiet and he was just making faces because that's what you can do. You know what I mean? It doesn't help to yell at the officer. It doesn't help to run away. It doesn't help to do anything. Just stand there because they're always going to get you. You couldn't have worded it any better. I mean, this is the way you act. And this is someone who possibly could have even reacted in an aggressive way and still got away with it because of, I hate to say it because this is Skrillex. So usually the big names do tend to get away with some of that stuff, but he handled it like a champ. Yep. And of course he's fine. And that's just the way, you know, I hope people learn from that, to be honest with you. And it's a lot of promotion. I'm just super surprised that Matt Good didn't just like sneak in his car and put some new from first to last demos in there. And that would be a new viral marketing. (laughs) Oh shit. That would be funny as fuck. I mean, Maybe we know that's he's a why genius. they actually pulled him over. Yeah. It was because he's, you know, the cop's like, man, you can't be doing that shit yet, man. Come on. From the background of the filming is it definitely was not from first to last unless they're going in a crazy new direction. Oh, damn it. Never mind. Yeah, I don't think that's happened to men. I consider that actual good promotion. <laughs> yep. That's a, another way to talk to bring up his name again. Yep. All right. On to the next story. So Dillinger Escape Plan made a t-shirt now with Bill O'Reilly's face on it. And yes, this is some sort of parody kind of thing. And this is to support the Rain Foundation. Ian, go into details on what Rain is because I will fuck that up. I always forget exactly what it stands for. But exactly anyone, who, yeah, anyone who wants to donate, it's R-A-I-N-N, Rain. So add in that extra N at the end. But the whole thing about this for me is why would you ever ever want to buy a shirt that has bill o'reilly on it that's yeah, just that's stupid <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me so even though i would like the dillinger escape plan to make some money on their merch i would recommend just donating to the charity and not having to have a shirt like that i completely agree with you mr ian and then go buy some of their other merch so just donate to Rain and then go buy some go. other merch yeah i think that's the way to go i just can't imagine anyone wearing his dumb face on it Thank you. Very nicely put. (laughs) Was that nice? I don't know. Maybe I was too nice. I don't want a shirt with his fucking face on it. Oh, shit. (laughs) Is that better? (laughs) Get him. Yeah. (laughs) He's such a dumb fuck. Oh, man. It's hilarious. And next one, Mr. Ian. Yeah, there's really not much to talk about on that one. All right. We've got Andrew Carey, the original founding vocalist of Evergreen Terrace, says he is returning to the band as well as their original drummer. This is pretty damn cool. I can tell you for sure 
that if they come back live, I would definitely try and go see them live. I've always been a fan. I mean, I even love that whole album of covers they did. They did some fucking amazing covers. Yeah, no, say I would love to see them live because I've actually never seen them live. Yeah. So this is actually really good news, man. Hopefully they start touring, you know, pretty heavily now. Yeah, he was a really good vocalist. How long ago did he step away? Oh, dude. Uh, is that like 10 years ago or something? I was about to say, like, <laughs> it's been a while. Don't, don't oh. do it. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You fell right into that one after like a month of not using it. Damn it. I am very happy now that made my night. Very happy. <laughs> Obviously, we will report when they have some actual tour dates. And who knows? Maybe some new music's coming, too. Maybe. Maybe. All right, Jackson. Take us to not the greatest story. Okay, so about a week or two ago, we reviewed Dead by April's World Collide album, oh, which yeah. we both gave very good reviews on because we both loved it. Mm-hmm. Well... We are sad to inform you that their unclean vocalist has now left the band. And man, that really fucking sucks. Yeah, it was a really awkward time for that to happen. Not only did the new album just come out, but also they're going to be touring to support that album. Now, I'm not too worried about Dead by April because they have had people in the past leave the band and they still really kept to their roots. So that's not too big a deal. The thing that I think is very interesting is how he did it. So mm. Stoff is his name, and he was doing the unclean vocals, as Jackson mentioned. He just sent them an email that said, I'm going to leave the band. Like that, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like two sentences long and said he was going to leave the band. Really? I actually didn't read that, that part. That's, man, that, that is awkward. It was really, really short. Like he has no connection to these people kind of thing. And I did think this was a little weird. They then took it on themselves to mention that he probably, what, like a couple months ago or something like that, said that he actually wanted to leave the band originally, once again, in a short email because he wanted to go to rehab. Man, that's... Man, I, I, you know, I hate it when a band that we love goes through this and that it's not just a clean break off. I mean, we hate breakups anyways, but then for it to be like a sketchy one, it, it like I just hate the image that it leaves on a band because I really do feel like this album was going to do a lot for them. Right. So now new fans are going to read into this and be like, oh, shit, I was just getting into this band and they're already losing members. And it's like, wow, what the fuck? I'll also say this. So here's the exact quote, at least from uh, what Dead by April saying. Hi, all. I just wanted to inform you that I no longer want to be part of Dead by April and hereby declare myself out. Are you done? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. There's got to be more to this story, whatever it means. There could be a silver lining, though. They are looking to see if their original, unclean, and clean vocalist, Jimmy Strimmel, I think it's how you say his name, will rejoin the band for the touring and possibly more later. They didn't really specify. But Jimmy's the one who originally did that original album that I love so much. So if he comes and joins the band again and they work well together, there's really not a problem with that. Yeah, no, I agree. <clears throat> it, it's, you know, it's kind of really just an image thing. I mean, I'm sure the music will be fine. And especially if they get their old unclean vocalist back. But, you know, it just sucks. You know, I mean, I hate to go back to an album like Worlds Collide. And then one of the memories I have from it is, oh, right after that, you know, so and so left. And it's like, well, damn. 
Yes, that is very true. And yeah, you always don't want to shake up like that, especially when you're dealing with something like a new album and a you know huge tour. <laughs> you right. know, you really don't want to deal with that. But I will mention as well, those last two tracks on Worlds Collide, I've just been playing back and forth with all the other stuff we've been listening to. I just, I'll finish an album and then I'll throw those on for a couple runs and then I'll go to a next album. They're so fucking good. And you're t- and the last song, isn't that that one with the... The really <laughs> the, weird the, one, yeah. Vocal. I don't know why. I, I just love singing along with it like I'm Meatloaf. I think it's fucking hilarious. I love it. Oh, shit. Hey, it's not a bad thing. Fuck, I, it's a really good album, man. And again, if you're listening to this, I really do. And Ian does, of course, too, suggest that you jam that album. Again, Worlds Collide by Dead by April. I have a lot of really completely different sounding favorite albums of the year so far. Oh, okay. But I mean, that's going to be interesting at the end. We might have some other one we're going to add to the list, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, chit. Do you say chit? Yeah. <laughs> that's like shut up from donnie darko well that's that's what kind of where i got it from oh well done well played jackson thank you thank you proud of you all right guys second to last story here and this one's a quick one so jordan fish of bring me the horizon did a quick interview he is the keyboardist and the programming guy he does some backing vocals and i think maybe a little percussion as well for the band now But he did an interview where he basically talked about what the possibility of the next Bring Me the Horizon album could be. So he said a few interesting things. He said, one, they don't really know exactly what it's going to be, but they know what it's not going to be. It's not going to be a boring pop album, and it's not going to be a heavy, heavy record either. So what he was saying basically is he's looking at taking Sempaternal and That's the Spirit and taking parts of that and then going in some type of a different direction, I guess. And I'm paraphrasing. Well, it makes sense. And he is the main reason why they did That's the Spirit. Because I remember reading an interview a while ago about all these inspiration to why they made an album like this. And he told him that when Jordan Fish came in, he told Ollie straight up, man, this is what you were you know, basically built to do with your vocal style. Right. And I really do think this will take it to the next level. And, and, you know, again, this is Jordan Fish, I guess, taking over again. If they already had their discussion and this is kind of what they wanted to let everyone know, that makes total sense to me. And look, as long as Sempaternal is somewhere in the mix, I'm happy. <laughs> I can give three shits. You're a son of a bitch. Man, I, I don't know what it is. We could have this argument again. Every single fucking time. I still can't believe it. That just, album's a masterpiece, man. You got to listen to it again. To me, it's not. No, t- dude, I have listened to that album a shit ton. Uh, I like the album. It's not their best to me. It's not even top two. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I like That's the Spirit and uh, There's a Hell long album name. That one. I like <laughs> yes, those I two the best. <laughs> You're still fucked up. That's fine. Hey, man, that's just the way I see it. That's just the way I see it. <laughs> yes, it is. And you alone. But that's fine. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Again. I think it, my temper is getting high based on our next story. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you know what, Jackson? I think it's time for the next story. So, Ian, I uh, regret to inform you that the nominations for the APMAs are in again. And I actually voted, by the way, already. Oh, I you already voted. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, you know what? So do you think it's safe to say that this year's nominations look worse than last year's? I don't know, man. I was kind of only joking. I think this is an awesome list. Please tell me you're joking again. I am. 
Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, dude, come on, man. No, what I really have to say, you know, based on last year when it was you, myself, and Ty really just trashing pretty much everything in their list, it really has gotten worse. And I have to question, I know alternative press is a big thing in the scene. And they've done a lot of good for a lot of people. And I'm not saying that they've stopped doing good for people and doing good for the scene. But when do we say they're out of touch? When do we say they are not something we're going to listen to? You know what I mean? Man, I'll tell you what. Honestly, it's now, at least for me. I used to, when I first got into the music and stuff, mm -hmm. I always knew Alternative Press as my fix to get all the news. Right. And not only that, but to be accurate with everything and to kind of be in the same realm that we're in. You know what I mean? Right. With the way we feel about the scene. And it just doesn't feel like that anymore at all. And it's actually, it hasn't been going on for too long. I feel like, I feel like it's been the last three years. I think you're probably around there. And let's not get everyone confused. Obviously, we get stories from alternative press. There's no oh, yeah, doubt about it. I mean, bands leak things to them all the time. Press agents leak things. It's the way it goes. New singles, music videos, everything. They'll get it first. So obviously, we're going to follow things like that. But have you noticed that a lot of those singles aren't always what you would expect alternative press to have? Yeah. And you're going to see true. that in the nominations this year more than I've ever seen. I completely agree, and it was bad, man. Yeah, it's not great. I did think about doing a character where I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> this is awesome, but I really can't. And literally, we got these today. We haven't even yeah. had that much time to really go over them, but we're going to go through them right now. Oh, please. Best vocalist. Do we say the names and the bands, or can we just say the band? Just say the band. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, to me, it's it's the bands that they picked anyways. Right. That I have the major issue with. So best vocalist, we've got Neck Deep, Set It Off, State Champs, The Main, Every Time I Die, and Pivris. Pivris. It's <laughs> Paris, Ian. And I actually like them too. I'm not giving them shit. It's just fun to say. Yeah. it's And that was for best live, you said? What? No, I said best vocalist. What are you talking about? Oh, my God, dude. It flew right over my head. I already know one person that's super pissed off. Uh, Why isn't he on the list? <laughs> Dude, I mean, ah, uh, it, it's a okay. Look, like you said, you like uh, Pivris, as you say. I do. Not and for our I style of music, though. Really? Yeah, exactly. And and I love Neck Deep. You know, I'm a Neck Deep fan. You are last year. You are Neck Deep in your love of Neck yes. Deep. How do you like that one? That's pretty good, right? Thank you, Ian. That, hey, that was a good one, man. I should write Props for all you. press. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. We're making so dude, many enemies. Like, I like these bands. I really do. But for, for best vocalists, no. These are not the best vocalists in our scene. The, absolutely not. Because look, wouldn't you say, and maybe this is the way I look at it, unless someone completely blows you away with what they're doing, right away, the hardest thing to do in our scene is to do dual vocals where you do cleans and uncleans. Right okay. there, there's maybe one person that can pull that off. I'm going to go with Telly Smith. Oh, no, no. I was just talking about on their list. Oh, no, yeah. No, you're right. No, there's so many. Dude, we could, we could run down a list right now of bands that put out amazing albums in 2016 that do clean and unclean vocals together. Yeah, and you're right about that. And 
And it's really, really good vocals that are honestly even the highlight of their albums. And they are nowhere on this list. Right. I mean, I I just don't get it. I want to know the algorithm that Alternative Press uses to determine this. Well, at the beginning of the article, you know, it's kind of cut up a little bit, but they were talking about the CEO. He said, we are representing genres from alternative to indie pop to hard rock to metal. All of those nominations showcase the best in their fields as chosen by a pool of input from fans, music industry VIPs, and the staff of Alternative Press. I don't believe the fans part. I kind of do, though, because, look, I have a subscription to AP, and if you look at some of the covers that they do and the questions and things that they publish, I think there are people that are asking for certain bands. I mean, if you look, Melanie Martinez had her own cover and spread. Machine Gun Kelly had his own cover and spread. They literally had nothing to talk about, and they did a whole entire magazine on Panic at the Disco. How does that happen? And they do that a lot, too. That's what's funny. I can understand if you do a separate bonus issue, you know, one of those collector's editions where you profile a band, that makes total sense to me. But this was in a monthly subscription service. It doesn't make any sense that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, man. It's it's a joke. It feels like a joke. It does. And you're right. I would like to know that algorithm as well because it just doesn't seem, yeah, it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't. It, it really just doesn't make sense. And I'm sure when we read off the list, people were like, wait, what? what? Those aren't the vocalists that you think of when you hear, all right, guys, best vocals, shoot. I wouldn't have named one of these. I would have put Every Time I Die on that list. Man, you know, I I love Every Time I Die, but they they wouldn't have been on my list. For low teens, I think so. It's good vocals. It is. Maybe like if I had a long time to think about it, but man, if I'm shooting at the top of my head, I'm not thinking of Every Time I Die. Who's shooting at the top of your head? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Shooting off the top of my head. There you go. Whatever. Let's move on to the next one. Best Drummer. And here we've got Hailstorm, Night Versus, Good Charlotte, Sum 41, Dance Gavin Dance, and Machine Gun Kelly. (laughs) Oh, Machine Gun Kelly for sure. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I didn't even know he fucking had a drummer, man. When I saw that, I was like, what? What's wrong with him? Didn't you know he plays drums too? Oh, I'm sure he does it all. He does it all. I had to look up who Night Versus were. <laughs> How do you have a best drummer category and I don't know one of the bands? That says something right there. I mean, honestly, to me, the only one that stands out drumming wise is probably Dance Gavin Dance because they have a very like technical, weird sound, you know? Look, I'll tell you, if you want a technical, weird sound, I listen to Night Versus. They are very reliant on their drummer. So I actually understand that. But when you look at that, do you see any deathcore bands on there? No. You see any bands that are playing double bass? None. Right? Because I don't even think, I mean, maybe Hailstorm. But why is Hailstorm even on this list? (laughs) Exactly. It's still, it's just, it's just whenever people think of APMAs, they don't think of these bands that they're doing. And I understand what they said, like at the beginning where you said, you know, they try and do every genre, but fuck, at least get the good ones out of each genre that the people that subscribe to your magazine actually listen to. I agree, man. I agree. It's not just us. I mean, I know this. Maybe it is. There's no way. I don't know. Maybe we're just completely off the whole thing. I don't know. I doubt it, man. All right. Let's go on to best bassist. Architects UK, I the Mighty, NoFX, Korn, State Champs, and Deftones. What would you go with on that? 
I know I saw I the Mighty live, and they do rely on their bassist, so maybe I the Mighty, I guess. <laughs> I picked State Champs just because he does vocals and bass, and you uh, know, he has a solo project, so he's talented. I just thought he was the most talented out of the bunch, but then again, I don't think of him as the best bassist, you know what I mean? Or any of those people. I know someone else who's pissed. Oh, gosh. The critics and comments, the press and the nonsense, the fans who feel cheated, and then you cite damage the people who left me and want to wipe in this. Fuck it, I'm done. I've got one thing to say. I wasn't nominated for anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you had to say? That's all you had to say. Until the next one, I'm sure. Of course. Why is, why is Fieldy... Nominated. He just got replaced by a 12-year-old and he's on the best basis list. <laughs> Come on, man. It's exactly what I was thinking. It doesn't make sense. Oh, fuck. Hilarious. Now we've got Best Guitarist, The Dillinger Escape Plan, Coheed and Cambria, Every Time I Die, Code Orange, I Prevail, and Thrice. Oh my gosh. What is I Prevail doing on there? I love I Prevail, but Best Guitarist, what do they do? Lots of power chords, man. It's tiring. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure it is for every other metalcore band in the scene, too. This is real now, there you go. <laughs> There's your code orange right there. <laughs> and look, I'm not even taking away from really anything anyone's doing. Like, even the joke about I Prevail. Like, of course, they're jumping around. They're doing a lot of guitar. Like, that's fine. It's just, really? It's not best guitarist worth. It's just not. I mean, again, like you said, it's not that they're not talented. It's not that they're not good at playing their instruments, but they don't rely on guitars heavily on that band as like a thing that sticks out. I mean, it's, it's just not there. So why would they get nominated for best guitarist? Again, it's another category that has a bunch of nominations that make absolutely no sense. I agree. I went with Coheed and Cambria, by the way. I'll probably go with Every Time I Die. See, I mean, yeah, Every Time I Die is probably second place for that. But Coheed and Cambria actually, you know, does, you know, I mean, from the singer even using like double neck guitars and stuff. Like to me, that's one of the things that stand out to me with Coheed and Cambria. So, but that's my opinion. I gotcha. I gotcha. I don't know. I'm I'm getting a little like depressed <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go on to most dedicated fan base. We've got... <laughs> Melanie Martinez, Motionless and White, Paramore, Pivris, Sleeping with Sirens, 21 Pilots, and Amur. <laughs> you lying on the last one, boy. Hey, hey, now. You really think I the he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> They're a writing candidate. Of course. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand how do they choose these. How do you pick a most dedicated fan base? Maybe people at Alternative Press don't go to live shows anymore. Like maybe they're <laughs> just over it. And I understand they don't do concert reviews and stuff. So maybe they just don't go to shows. What have I said for the longest time? Not only in the Ian Hates Music Conversation Editions, but also on the show. Whose merchandise do you see the most at shows in the scene this Silent year? Silent Planet. Silent Planet. You're absolutely right, Jackson. I think that would be a really good way to judge someone's fandom or most dedicated fan base, whatever the fuck that means. Why wouldn't most dedicated fan base be the ghost inside all the time? Right. 
Like, what, they have to spread that award around? Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> you know that the fans of the Ghost Inside are the most dedicated. Why not look up bands that had their shit stolen and be like, wow, you know, they raised this amount of money. That's amazing within this amount of days. What about Emery, who just did that Kickstarter and like blew away their projections and hit like three times or four times the amount of money they needed? Something ridiculous. But you're right. Those are actual measurements that you could use that they don't use their brain cells to determine out press alternative, pre- whatever the fuck, dude. They do not pay attention to this stuff. And it really is just so sad to see that shit because it means that the real awards aren't real. Like these awards that they're giving, they're either trying to A, split it with other bands, you know, to make it more fair. First of all, if you do that, then that means that you're not actually giving it, you know, to the person who deserves it. Sure. And it's just bullshit. It's stupid. And you just made three great points with you just named four bands. Thank you, sir. That you actually were able to show proof for. And you don't work for a fucking big old uh, fucking media press thing. We're doing Ian Hates podcast, man. Yeah. And you know this shit. Yeah, this is Ian Hates music. We are silenced by no one and we are sponsored by no one because we talk about fucking music we love. And look. I turn down a lot of people for the show. All those interviews you hear are because I love their fucking music. And that's why they're on the show. And I want to share it around with everyone. And that's what we do here. Sure. Who wouldn't love being sponsored by a beer company or fucking Kit Kats or something like that? Like, that's fine. (laughs) I can get behind that that stuff. Kit Kats. Dude, Kit Kats rock. (laughs) It's original. If you like hearing about Kit Kats... You're going to really enjoy the new Ian Hates Movies episode that came out this Shameless week. Shameless plug. <laughs> Whenever you do that, I question that. I just like to say when we mention a different thing besides this. I don't know why. That I is love true. It. But I will mention something, too, that kind of goes off that. Award shows in general are bullshit. They're all yes. fake. All award shows yes. are fake. They're all complete bullshit. And I actually bring that up in a very long segment in the new Ian Hates Movies because we do Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump beat out Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction in the Oscars that year. And that's just fucking ridiculous. I like me Forrest Gump, though. You're not going to like the episode that I just did then. You don't like that movie? I fucking hate that movie, man. Why? Listen to the episode. Oh, fuck. No, never mind. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Kelly likes it, though. We have a nice back and forth. It'll work. Well, Kelly likes good movies. Oh, no, she doesn't. (laughs) She does. She She likes Star Wars and Forrest Gump, so you already have named two movies on here. She likes Disney movies. She likes Disney movies, which is what Star Wars is. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway... Back to most dedicated fan base. What I would also like to say, too, is you've got two bands on there that have not put out albums in fucking forever. So if that's the way you're showing most dedicated, as in like, wow, they stay around for like not good bands, then that's a good way, I guess, of showing it. No, we won't no even excuse. we won't even play the new Paramore song on this show. No. Gosh, and I heard it too, man. Oh, why would we? Oh, gross. Poopy. (laughs) So gross. So what, do you think your boys are going to take this one away? Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off. And honestly, I would say yeah, but I think they won it last year too. They did. Yeah, so probably not. It's probably Melanie Martinez because people didn't just burn the issue that came out with her. So they were (laughs) like, oh, people must like her. She has a dedicated fan base. There you go. Song of the year. A day to remember. Paranoia. Andy Black, We Don't Have to Dance. Pierce Savale, Circles. Machine Gun Kelly, Alpha Omega. That's fucking bullshit. He stole that from King810. <laughs> Damn. 
All right. I didn't even know that. Now I'm pissed. Real friends, mess, and water parks, stupid for you. Ridiculous list. Absolutely ridiculous. That's what it is. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, I know what I would vote for, but... What'd you yeah. pick? Well, I didn't vote yet. I might... Well, what would you pick? I might abstain from voting, but um, <laughs> I would go for Circles. Circles? I went for Mess. Yeah, that's weird. So you gotta I think... really like the Real Friends album. Yeah, and I think Pierce the Veil's album's a masterpiece, so... Yeah, uh, it was between those two, though. It was between Circles and Mess. Uh, I don't know why Paranoia was on there. I don't know why half the songs were on there. I mean, I don't even think Mess should be on there, but if I had to pick between those, i pick Mess. I'm going to almost guarantee you that Andy Black wins. Oh, yeah. And by the way, didn't that come out in 2015? No. Are you sure? No, because I remember he was coming around here last year around this time. So I don't think so. Man, I could have sworn that album even came out 2015. You could be right. I just, I look, I don't follow his career enough to know that. <laughs> hey, don't say that because you were going to watch him live. For free, though. True. So, and I didn't even go. So what am I supposed True. to do? Whatever. Whatever. Well, look, either Annie Black wins it or Waterparks wins it. So, ugh. Mm -hmm. Disgusting either way. Best underground band, probably the only category that makes any sense right now. Well, two. I'll give two categories, actually. Best underground band, Broadside, Knock Loose, Movements. How do you say that? Silent Planet with confidence. There you, you go. Do you know what that band is? P A L A Y E Royale. Oh. Royal. Oh, okay. I don't know them. But I will tell you, that's a good list right there. Besides that Royale one, I don't know them. You should check it out. They're not too bad. They're okay. different, but I enjoyed them for a bit. But that is a very good list, though. This list makes sense. Yes, it makes way more sense for sure. So it's Breakthrough Band. Oh, yeah, this one. Avatar, Creeper, Ice Nine Kills, Moose Blood, One OK Rock, and Water Parks. I don't get why they put Ice Nine Kills in it. Because every trick in the book is the album that put them on the map. Even though that came out 2015, didn't it? Yes, that's why. I, that's not a breakthrough of last year. I guess you I mean, can well, say... it did come out in December of 2015, it, right. so maybe that's why. And then they continued but, making music videos, and then they had the redo of the album as well, so... Yeah, I mean, I look, I love Ice Nine Kills. I just didn't think they would be there, I guess... I voted for Creeper because, to me, they came out of nowhere. That's what I envision as breakthrough. Yes, I would imagine Creeper wins this, but then also Waterparks may do it as well. I'm sure Waterpark does it, honestly. I don't know. Alt Press does love Creeper a lot, too. That is true. Next up, Best Hard Rock Artist. Bullet for My Valentine, Hailstorm, Highly Suspect, In This Moment, Corn, The Pretty Reckless. Hey, Jackson, before you say anything, I think this list is highly suspect <laughs> <laughs> and you win the award for corniest joke of 2017 hooray oh wait i thought the corniest joke of 2017 was this nominations list no! oh drops the mic walks away <laughs> yes i'm done <laughs> show's over folks uh when it comes to this one uh the only good band to me on the list is bullet for my valentine so i went with them Highly Suspect is not even a hard rock artist. I don't even know who they are. I tried listening to them. There's nothing rock about them. I don't know <laughs> what they're talking about. Of course. Bullet for My Valentine put out one track last year. Yeah, that's, man, that's out press, man. I guess so. Fuck it, man. All right. Best Live Band, Beartooth, Dance Gavin Dance, Falling in Reverse, In This Moment, Issues, and No Effects. Issues should not be on there. 
I totally agree with you. I totally uh, the agree other bands I can I can cope with, but Issues has no business being on that list. I agree. And this is another one where I'd say, why isn't Ice Nine Kills on that list? Yep. Something. How about the ones that all the industry people were talking about at what? A little festival called So What? Where everyone was like, oh, hey, guess what band you have to see out of the three days live every time I die? Yeah. You know, the band that changed your life, Jackson? Why isn't yes. that band, even though they were nominated for like three other awards, why aren't they on this one? The one they should be nominated for. Absolutely. It, it doesn't make sense, man. It's a joke. And I they will get it. Or Well, actually, you know what? I'm no. taking that back. I don't think they're going to get it. They have till next year to really turn this shit around because it's getting bad. Best music video. Highly suspect. I see stars. Corn. Memphis Mayfire, State Champs, and Sum 41. Whatever. Seriously, whatever. No Ice Nine Kills, of course. Don't put you know their theatrics on there. Yeah, don't put how they actually do stories or anything like that, and have all their music videos connect, and you know. But you know that's just awful. So fuck yeah. that. Yeah, shut up, Jackson. Jeez. Yeah, how dare they? Best new artist music video presented. Oh wait, I already did that one, didn't I? Oh no, I didn't. Hold on. So there's a music video one, then there's another music video one. Best new artist music video: K. Flay, Pup, Swimmers, Tiny Moving Parts, Watt Sky or Watt Ski, and With Confidence. I know two of those bands. The only reason why the Pup band is on there is because they got the two kids from Stranger Things in there. Ah, uh, gotcha. I guarantee you that's the only reason why they're even mentioned. Artists of the year. A day to remember. Presented by Ian Hates Podcast. Yeah, actually, yeah. I sh- I'm going to change all of them. I'm just going to go back and edit it. <laughs> A day to remember. Blink-182. Fallout Boy. Good Charlotte. Green Day. Machine Gun Kelly. Panic at the Disco. Pierce the Veil. Sum 41. The Pretty Reckless. Am I missing something here? I don't know. It's, I Did don't know. Fallout Boy put out music? No. We might be wrong on that. Look. They suck so bad now, they might have put an album out. Dude, I really don't think they did. I'm looking it up as we speak, but I am almost 100% sure they did not. Is Machine Gun Kelly a musical artist? No, he just raps. I didn't. He's a rap I, artist. But there are rap artists that have talent and stuff. Like, is He never seemed to be that to me. Like, the only thing I ever liked from him is when Kevin Owens powerbombed him off the stage onto a table. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I, is it for that? Like, if that's the award, then that's then totally fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I guess. And by the way, the Fallout Boy, the last album they did was, I don't even know the name, but it was 2015. What the fuck are they doing? They can't even get their years right. Yeah, it's... How are you artists of the year if you don't put out music? Dude, man, I don't get it. Wouldn't someone like Prince win every single year? Like <laughs> there even, you go. Even now that he's dead, wouldn't he just win all the time? Like, I don't it's understand. Exactly. When are they giving the award to Nirvana again? If that's the algorithm, then yeah. What the hell? Why isn't the Black Album on Best Album of the Year? I don't get it, man. Last one. Album of the Year, presented by Ian Hates Music. <laughs> Andy Black, Tonight Alive, Architects UK, Attila, Beartooth, Every Time I Die, I Prevail, Moose Blood, Pierce the Veil, and Water Parks. I can get some of them. I don't get Chaos by Attila. And that's not because of me. That <laughs> album was not received well, period. It's almost like they just threw him a bone. They were like, we want Franz to show up. Yeah. I mean, you know people are paying attention to that. 
actually, now that we're talking about it, Tilla, why didn't they get nominated almost for Best Live Band? I think that would have been a good one. I think that would have been a good one, too. Maybe even Franz for vocalists, since he does so much crazy shit. Yeah. No, you're not kidding. But no, they're going to give him, <laughs> they're going to give them the album of the year one. That's the one that Attila belongs in. And by the way, the very last thing on the voting page or on the nominations page is the box by Alt Press. And it's a box of Melanie Martinez bullshit for 35 bucks. <laughs> so knock yourselves out, people. Free plug. Yeah, yeah pick it up, man. That shit's selling out quick. We will obviously talk about this when it comes out, but I'm starting to kind of lose it. Yeah, man, me too. It's it's just getting old. It really depressed me. Now I feel depressed for the rest of the show. Damn it, man. All right, one more little depressing story, I guess. Mine as well. We'll have a link on the description of the episode, but I know people probably remember when we talked about the band Misery Loves Company. They got all of their equipment stolen and they're about to go out on tour this week and it's really really important for them to make up some money so i'm going to have a link in the description of the episode so if you do have money that you can donate to them so they can get all of their stuff back so that they can go on tour and be comfortable yeah man that yeah man how many times are we gonna have to do this on the show it seems like it's almost every other episode just another band that needs some help and it does suck it really does all right, Jackson, we need to liven our spirits a little bit. So how about we go on to our favorite part of the show, album reviews. Let's fucking do it. Let's get to reviews. Ow! Nice. I like that, Jackson. <laughs> that took all I had. <laughs> You're done. You're done for the episode. Yep, I'm done. Oh, shit. I think I'll... <laughs> well, let me make a couple of quick announcements. Last week, we had talked about how For the Winds album Heavy Things was coming out. It turns out that got pushed back until sometime this summer, hopefully. And then the second thing we want to announce is that Lakeshore's EP 41 has also been pushed back to July 7th. And as a little bonus, though, they are going to be doing some select warp Tour dates. One of them happens to be the Massachusetts one. So I'm very oh, happy cool. about that. That'll be cool. But you can still go to their page and pre-order it. And I think you get some bonus stuff. And I'm telling you guys, I've already heard the EP. It is really good. So you'd be doing yourself a favor because they're going to take care of you that way, too. There you go. Nice guys, nice band, good-ass music. Support it. That's a good catchphrase, man. Thank you, thank you. Well, let's start this off. We've got Nine Shrines with Misery on Mascot Records. I enjoyed this EP. Good. I am glad to hear it. They're a rock-slash-new metal band. They are a super group as well, Jackson. Did you know that? I did not know that. Please inform me. Well, we talked about this a long, long time ago before they signed with Mascot, they were planning on putting things out. Then they were searching around, and they had to do all the paperwork of Mascot. Now the EP is out. But this is a band made up of ex-Attack Attack drummer Andrew Wetzel, as well mm -hmm. as ex-Life on Repeat guitarist Andrew Bayless, and also ex-Life on Repeat bassist Devin Viosign. Maybe? I don't know. That one's really tough. <laughs> And then you've also got guitarist Evan McKeever, who's ex-downplay. And you've got their frontman, Chris 
I think it's Barkatney. It's easy to say Ian hates, all right? Ian hates names. That would mean I would love them, Jackson. You got to uh, start doing the switch up, remember? Man, I, I hate how I even confuse myself with that shit. You really do. Well, anyways, Chris is ex-Strangers to Wolves. So it is definitely a super group. And it's a damn good one too, man. I really enjoyed this EP. This is the first thing they've released, right? Yes, besides the singles, yep. Man, I shoot, I, I'll tell you what, I'm really excited for their next album that they do because when I got done with this EP, I was like, damn it, man, because it goes by so quick. It's only 18 minutes. It's five yeah, tracks. right. But, you know, it's a very fast-paced kind of band. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whenever it's done, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, man. You know, it just like abruptly ends <laughs> in a kind of way, and it's like, damn it. But when that album comes out, whenever it does, I mean, everyone check out the CP, but when that album comes out, man, I really do think you're going to take the scene by storm. Yeah, they're doing a really good job in that kind of new metal alternative area. And for sure, like one of the highest praises I can give it is I would much rather listen to that than Cold World. That's for sure. Oh, my gosh. Be prepared. That's okay. coming up later. <sighs> <laughs> this has an edge to it at times. They can slow it down to the build as well. Like Jackson said, it's shorter because it's five tracks, but it's one of those ones that it leaves you wanting more. And I yeah. think if you like that space of new metal and alternative, this is the place you're going to want to be. And I think they do a very good job. Of it. And it's a lot different than some of those other bands that they used to play for. So it's interesting that this is the direction that they want to go. Yeah, it really is. And they have a very talented vocalist, by the way. His vocals shine throughout the whole EP. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So yeah. All right, Jackson. What track would you like to play? King of Mercy. We already played that. Misery. There you go. <laughs> Everyone check this out. It's definitely going to make you want more, and it's definitely going to make you look out for them in the future. I agree, Mr. Ian, sir. So that's Nine Shrines, Misery on Mascot Records. All right. Next up, Nothing Left, Destroy and Rebuild on Face Down Records. Man, was this EP heavy as shit, dude. It was so heavy in your face. 17 minutes, six tracks, all over the place. Great vocals, great drumming. I really recommend that everyone check this one out because this is what you want to listen to when you need a good old kick in the ass. <laughs> I mean, some sort of motivation, dude. You put on this EP and you'll get it going, trust me. They turned you around, man, because I remember when you weren't that impressed with the singles. I was not that impressed, but I guess I get it now. You yes. know, the purpose of them. And, you know, that's something that happened to me with a lot of bands, actually. You know, sometimes I just don't like it at first for what it is. And then it just takes me a while to realize, like, what it means. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about lyrics, but what purpose these songs serve. And that's what I felt with this EP. 
I agree. Now I like it. I'm glad. Yeah, man, I like it too. I mean, this time, this is a hardcore supergroup. Did you know that? I didn't know that one. Do you remember who's in it? Not everybody. I know Alex from Silent Planet is the drummer. I don't. Uh, I know Latrue. I think Ryan Latreu from but, For Today is the vocalist. Both brothers. Yeah, both brothers from For Today are in the band. And then the vocalist is actually Dannon from A Bullet for Pretty Boy. Oh. But you got Alex from Silent Planet. Yay. But don't forget, man, he's not a good enough drummer for AP. So, oh. you know, yeah. Why would he? He only balances two bands and, you know, <laughs> fucking kicking ass. Yeah, and, kick, you know, but... probably should have been maybe an album of the year nomination or something, you know. Wow, I completely forgot about that. How dare you? Everything was sound and not get nominated for album of the year when that was almost every single person's album of the year along with uh uh all our gods have abandoned us by architects those are always the two album of the years that everyone says by the way i was thinking about something why don't they have podcaster of the year because that would be an easy given to us every single year ian come on man <laughs> i like how you took the positive spin on that <laughs> <laughs> anyways besides that slight tangent there this is an EP that you definitely need to pick up. This is loud. It's angry. It's just one of those things when you're mad, fucking put on this EP, man. Yeah, just be mad and listen to it. No clean vocals, just grrr. Just what? I'm um, sorry, can you repeat that? Grrr. Okay, just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I'm so punch drunk now from that fucking nomination sheet. That dumbass. Yeah, the AP thing then fucked up the whole episode. We should have saved that to last. Yeah, I realize shit. now we should have saved it for last. Oh, whatever. Get this EP. It's good. Yep. And if I'm recommending a track, I'm definitely recommending Widen the Wound as a good starter. That track is going to be nominated for best song with clean vocals in next year's AP Awards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, everyone. Besides, I know our silly antics. Definitely check out this EP. Once again, it's Nothing Left, Destroy and Rebuild on Face Down Records. Boom. Next up, we have Lions Lions releasing their album Monument, and this is self-released. Ian, tell me what you thought about this. So I have to make an apology right away. Uh-oh. Damn, already. It's not normally like me, but I do have to apologize because I completely forgot about this band. And I don't know why. Because they're a good band. They're actually from Boston as well. And I've liked their previous stuff, and I just completely forgot about them. And it's my fault, not because of their music. So I was very happy to see this on the list and to realize that they were still making music. They're unsigned. They have no management. They have no booking agent. And they're putting this album out, self-released. And I think it's great. I also enjoyed this album. I really did. And you might call me wrong for this. You're but wrong. I don't know what it is. The whole time I was listening to it, it reminded me of old school Ice Nine Kills without the unclean vocals. That's exactly what it sounds like to me. It does not to me, but that doesn't mean that you're wrong because everyone can hear something different. 
That's a very pacifist way of going about it. I mean, I will <laughs> tell you, my biggest highlight for this album is Josh's vocals. He's front and center this whole entire album, and you can hear why. I'm telling you, man, next time you hear it, well, I mean, we're going to play a song, but when you hear the album again, just think of Spencer, old school Spencer without unclean vocals, and this is what it sounded like to me. This, to me, sounded like, ah, uh, fuck, what's it called? A Safe is Just a Shadow without unclean vocals. Interesting, because I thought it sounded a little bit like the receiving end of Sirens, but without dual vocals. No. Okay. No, <laughs> right. You I'm know what? Kidding. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Before we continue on a little bit, what track would you recommend that's going to prove your point more? Oh shit, man! Oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't prepare for that. I, I, I mean, it. my favorite song was "I'm Not Afraid," but I don't know if it's going to prove my point the well, most look, out of all of them. We'll try it out. Fuck it. Really damn good stuff, man. What did you think about my point? I don't know about your point, but I think they'll win Best Unclean Vocalist in next year's <laughs> Full Baby. Are we going to keep doing this, man? No, that was the last one. I figured that kind of rounds out the jokes there. <laughs> okay. Jackson, you'll win Best Opinion in ah, next year's APA okay. Awards. Fuck it, I'll take it. No, man, I don't hear that. When he trails off a little bit on the higher notes, I hear a little, but I think there are other bands that they probably sound like a little bit more, but they've been around for a long time too, so it's not like they're copying anyone. Right. No, I agree. But yeah, man, I was probably the most impressed out of everyone coming into this, not knowing that they had a new album coming out. So without having to, you know, like get my hopes up on something. I was very, very impressed with this album. No, yeah, me too. I mean, it's a kick-ass album. It, it really was. It was fun front to back. I mean, really catchy stuff. Just And self-released, man. You know they're putting in the work for this. I mean, I really do appreciate it. That's the big thing. And I don't know why, but I don't know if they just don't tour around here. But I would love to see like a house show with them or something. But I have not heard anything about them doing anything. I've never seen them live before. Hmm. And I know Boston's a big city and all that kind of stuff, but... We're kind of plugged into the scene here. So right. I'm a little surprised. I would think so anyways. So I'll have to keep my eyes and ears open for it. I also want to mention one of the things I always love from them as well is they have a great cover of Locked Out of Heaven by Bruno Mars as well that came out like last year or something, I think, maybe a year before. You love Bruno Mars. I do not, but I like that cover. <laughs> <laughs> So that's just something extra to check out if you're a cover head like I am. Can't say enough good things about this. I think they're technically sound throughout. It's just you can definitely tell the vocals are presented front and center this entire album. Yeah, no, you are not kidding, man. And it shines. So once again, that's Lions Lions with Monument and it's self-released. Next up, we've got Incubus with 8 on Island Records. And guess what? Jackson and I aren't going to talk about this. It's just radio pop. So if you like that, go knock yourself out. Next. Next up, <laughs> Deadlights with 
Mesma on Grayscale Records. Jackson, what did you think about this Australian post-hardcore slash alternative hardcore band? Are you going to hate me if I don't like it? What are you going to say that you're wrong about? I don't like it. Really? I did. I... To be honest, I you know I listened to it and I just could give three shits about this album. Why is that? Uh, I recognize the talent. Um, I think the vocals are good, but it's just not. Man, you know I don't really know how to put it. It, it just doesn't shine to me. You know, I, it doesn't stand out to me. It's just I felt I found myself listening to this, but just listening, and that was it. Like there was never a time where in my head I was like, oh shit, there's that. Oh shit, there's that. Or oh, they did this. Or like there was nothing like that. I was just listening. And I was, it, was, it almost became a chore to finish it. And to me, that just means that I didn't like it. And I wish I did like it because I don't like to not like music, if that makes sense. Jeez, but Jackson, yeah. tell me how you really feel. Tell me how you feel. What? What was that from? I'm sorry. That's a quote from a rap song. How uh, dare I? I shouldn't bring that on here. Nope. <laughs> Look, I guess I can see where you're coming from. The way I thought that they were different were the vocal styles that they were using. They also, even though there were breakdowns, because look, it's a post-hardcore, like I said, you know, mixed in with some alternative hardcore and metal, that kind of thing. I thought that their unclean vocals were a lot different because they were kind of mixing in that hardcore sound, but the higher kind of grating type hardcore sound than right. with the clean vocals, which I don't think you hear that much. When they're doing breakdowns, they're not doing the low breakdowns. They're always doing the higher breakdowns. So I thought they were switching things around enough to make it different, at least for me. Yeah. I mean, look, hey, you know what? I'm going to do what I did last time. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I think that they've definitely made a mark for themselves in the Australian scene as well, because I don't think anyone that I know of, at least, is doing this over there. Yeah. So that's right. something as well. I don't know. I think they mix enough of a lot of different things together, but I can understand where the tracks kind of run into each other sometimes, even though they do do tracks with unclean vocals just constantly throughout, I think. And then I think they also do clean vocals constantly throughout on like one or two tracks. Yeah. I mean, look, man, I, <laughs> I guess I'm just glad you like it because I, I like I the points you're making are true and you know it really does take talent to do what they do it just i guess it's just not my cup of tea i understand well then i'm gonna play some of the mad scientist What do you think now, Jackson? <laughs> I think the same, man. I'm no, sorry. I just changed your mind. No. You I'm sure? Sorry. All right. Well, don't listen to Jackson. I like this album. Make sure you go pick it up. This is, by the way, their debut full length album as well. So oh. 
especially for a band coming out with their first one and making a mark like this, I think that leads you to believe there's a lot more coming in the future as well. Well, I guess that's good news. Shut up, Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) So once again, this is Deadlight's Mesma on Grayscale Records. Boom. Ian, let's get to the good stuff. While She Sleeps released a album called You Are We, and this was self-released. And Ian, we might just have an album of the year already. Contender. It's a contender. Yes, it is. And by the way, I guess they put this out via sharp tone, but I think it still counts as an independent release. Yeah, I'm not sure how the, the politics behind that go. Me neither. But yes, this is the UK metalcore band that we've been talking about probably the last two, three months or so since they started putting out singles. And yeah, this album is fucking amazing. You'd have to listen to it to really understand what me and Ian are saying because we're going to go on about how good almost every single song is, but you still won't understand it unless you hear. And I mean every song. Yeah, there's really not any filler in this album. And pretty much every song is worth multiple listens. Yep, I completely agree, man. Just a straight up jam, beginning to end, just all out. I mean, with me, with this album, it's very different than what we get in the scene. And I think that might be what I admire the most about it. But at the same time, it's not just that it's different. It's that it was successfully done. They went for something different than they've done and for something different that no one in the scene has done yet. And accomplished it. And very well, too. I'm not going to take away anything from them. But what I'm going to say is, I did not hear a big difference in this album. Oh, really? Because what I'm going to say is, this album's awesome. But I will say, I think that I made the correct prediction when I said that this is going to be like a lost Bring Me the Horizon album. And it's not like they stole from them or anything, you could definitely tell that there's a lot of Bring Me the Horizon from Sempaternal in this album. There is. But you know it's also While She Sleeps. It's hard to say. They made an album that is very Bring Me the Horizon, but also uniquely While She Sleeps. And it's hard to explain why, but you can start naming tracks on this, and if someone had no idea that this band existed, they might go, oh wow, that's an awesome Bring Me the Horizon track. <laughs> no, you, you're not kidding. Uh, I mean, you could play this to any casual and say, hey, bro, have you heard the new Bring Me the Horizon song? You play a song on this and you're like, oh, shit, it's good. And I'm not just talking about the one where they have Ollie Sykes guests. You know, I'm not talking yeah. about Silent Speaks. I'm talking about almost every single track on yeah. this album could be confused for Bring Me the Horizon. But I don't believe that they're ripping them off. You know what I mean? Like they're from the same town. They're from Sheffield, England, I believe, is where both bands are from. They've been touring around together. I think it's almost like just a rub-off. And it's not like this sounds like that's the spirit or anything. It's this is like the next album of Sep Eternal. That's how I feel about it. Or the album that precedes Sep Eternal if there was a lost album. That's how I feel about this. I'm not saying that it's new. It's damn good and it's not a copy but I'm not saying that they're breaking any ground with it, if that makes sense. It makes sense. And by the way, this album is being very well received everywhere. A lot of people are now discovering While She Sleeps because of the hype around this album. It's charting really high on iTunes and everything. And another thing, like what Ian was saying, how it, you know they're not ripping Bring Me the Horizon off, but they do tend to sound like them a lot. And I think the main reason is, 
of that is because their vocalist just sounds a lot like Ollie. And he would have to completely sing an unnatural way to purposely not sound like Ollie to not sound like Ollie, yeah. if that makes sense. And then sometimes even, I believe it's their guitarist, Matt, who's doing more of the melodic cleans. Even he sounds like him sometimes too. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And I guarantee you they're not going for that. It's just the way they sound. Yeah, I don't think they got together and said, hey, I mean, everyone wants to be popular and make money and do well. Like, that's the thing everyone wants to do. But they also want to have artistic integrity. I don't think that they went together and said, let's make an album like Bring Me the Rise. I don't think that happened. But you can also make the parallel between the two bands where you can say, what was the album that brought Bring Me the Rise into the mainstream? This is the album that is bringing while she sleeps into the mainstream while not watering down what they're doing. I agree with that. Because that's Good the spirit isn't the album that brought them into the mainstream. You know what I mean? No. That's kind of the way that I was looking at it. But when I was listening to it, I was like, motherfucker, they figured it out. You know, exactly. Yeah, I was impressed and I was so happy that I had this album to listen to because it's so fucking good. Yeah, no, same here. I fell in love with this album as soon as I played the first song. I mean, just the way this album even starts and ends. Yeah. It's just such a well-produced album. No, I totally agree. And for a technical independent release, if that's still what we're calling it, because I think that is what it is. It's just I think they had help with distribution or whatever. This right. has to be the album that's going to you know put them into the mainstream, that's going to get a lot more people listening, but for good reasons. Yep, I completely agree, man. This shit fucking rips. Yeah, it's hard to say anything bad about this. So, Jackson, what track should we play? One that we haven't played on the show yet. I'm going to go with Revolt. I think that was actually my favorite song off the album. Have some fun with that. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Too many good things to say about this. You know, it's just the way it is. Exactly. So yeah, make sure you check out this entire fucking album. Once again, this is While She Sleeps, You Are We, and it's a self-release. That brings us to the end of album reviews. Now we've got brand new albums that we have to talk about for possibly next week. Who knows? But this Friday... 428, we've got Newfound Glory, Makes Me Sick on Hopeless Records, All That Remains, Madness on Razor and Tie, He Is Legend with Few 
on Spine Farm Records, Artificial Language, The Observer, Restless Streets, The Together EP, Daisy Head, In Case You Missed It on No Sleep Records, Shadow of Intent with Reclaimer, and Terror, The Walls Will Fall on Pure Noise Records. Very nice. I think obviously we will go through them and we will decide on which ones we're actually going to do. As we tend to do. We are done with album reviews. It's time for new songs. Let's do it. If you think we're going to kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! All right, what do we got first, buddy? First up, we got Incendiary releasing their song, Fact or Fiction. And this is going to be off of their full-length album, Thousand Miles Stare. It will be released May 5th, 2017 on Closed Casket Activities. Ian, play it for me, white boy. Whoa, no one can tell I'm white. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. can't play anymore it's like a minute and a half long <laughs> and that's why i don't like it what i don't know man i like some beat down punk whatever the fuck you want to call it i like it yeah it's not for me well we're probably doing it's this album at some me. point so <laughs> be prepared well, everyone knows what i'll be saying about it then you're a terrible person ouch <laughs> next up we've got volumes with left for dead different animals comes out on june 9th on fearless records let's take a listen Jackson. It was all right. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely better than the On Her Mind track they released last time. That's for sure. No, very true. It gives me a little bit more hope for the album. So I would say at least that. Go ahead, listen to the entire track and see what you think. But yeah, it gives me a little bit more hope at least for the full length album. Yeah, same here. I mean, uh, so far they've released uh, about three songs off their new album holy shit i thought it was only one no they've done on her mind uh left for dead and feels good Uh, i forgot whatever the other one was (laughs) and feels good and this one are good so the only bad one so far is on her mind so hey might have a good one yeah we'll see Puya. Ugh. (laughs) all right the next one's up that i'm super excited about this is 18 visions finally back on the scene with oath their new album i guess is 18 right xviii so i think it's 18 comes out june 2nd on rise records 
And then also, Ty let us know that there's going to be a release show on June 2nd at the Observatory in Orange County. And I guess if you purchase your tickets for the show, you allegedly get the album as well. So if you can take advantage of that, I certainly would. Yeah, I would too. That's sick. So let's take a listen to Oath. All right, we can't play too much of that one either because it's two minutes long. <laughs> this one was good. Yes, I love those fucking unclean vocals. Yeah, and remember, this is the first 18 Vision song I've actually ever heard. That's still so weird to me. Yeah, for real. Because remember, I, well, you do, but for the listeners, uh, last week I explained about how I was not into 18 Visions because I've never even heard of him. This is the first time I've heard of him, and that's the first song I hear, and shit, that was really good. So... I'm going to be going back in the catalog soon. I believe, yeah, I believe your dumb quote from last week was, I like homework when I told you you're supposed to be listening <laughs> to the wow. specific album I told you to. That's like your fourth time deliberately insulting <laughs> me on live. No, I'm just kidding. Did you say <laughs> insulting you or assaulting you? <laughs> Insulted you. Nice. All right. Don't do it again. Oh, no, I've got a lot more coming. <laughs> okay. And on that note, I might as well call you a dingbat then. Dingbat. Because we are moving on to capture, parenthesis, formally capture the crown, um, parenthesis. They have their new song, Dingbats, and they're working on their new album called, I guess, Lost Control, and it's coming out later this year on Artery Recordings. So let's take a listen, and then we'll talk about it. Can't play too much of that one either because two minutes and 20 seconds. Full of dingbat content. If you listen to the lyrics, which is hard to do with Capture the Crown, I know. It's supposed to be like an ode to Capture the Crown. So it's supposed to be an ode to the fans and what they've done as Capture the Crown. The thing that I think is funny about this band, and look, we may stop covering them altogether. It's completely possible. So they're not getting rid of the name. And then they just recently put out another statement saying that this song is, you know, an ode to all their fans or whatever, and that they're changing the sound. But then still, when you see them in concert, they're going to forever play Capture the Crown music. So I guess it's just publicity, but I don't even know how this is helping them. Why didn't they just stick with the same name and say, okay, now we're going to play this type of music? Like, the only thing different about that track than other Capture the Crown tracks is that there are no unclean vocals in it. Yep. 
That's it. That's all it is. And the answer to your question about why are they doing this, and that's because they're dingbats, man. Oh. Oh, man. It's it really is getting tiresome going over the constant bullshit that capture or capture the crown, whatever they're going with now. I mean, it's just a headache. <laughs> yeah, we probably won't cover them that much longer. It's just one of those things that I think is funny because sometimes I'll read comments and you've got all these people like losing their mind, like, oh, I love Capture the Crown, I love this new direction still, like all that kind of stuff. And then every once in a while you get the person that's like this band blew from the beginning and they blow now, you know, whatever it happens to be. It still seems so weird. Why do people go onto other people's social media to do anything but give nice things? You know what I mean? Like, we don't like Capture, but we're not actively looking at their social media to post things about them. Yeah, I agree. It's a waste of time. It's stupid. It's just starting stuff. It's stooping down low to a level that no one in their right mind needs to be at. It's just really immature, to be honest with you. It's just strange. It's a weird comment on culture. Like, obviously, we have a show that we try to have way more positive content than we have negative, right? I mean, it's mostly (laughs) based on comedy. That's what we try and do. We have fun. We do a show. And we talk about things. But I don't take my dislike of capture and then go start fucking Facebook or Twitter wars with them. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Exactly. My way of not supporting them is when they get sent to me as a, hey, Capture's available for interviews. I go, nope, not going to (laughs) happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I have to do. And then they're not on the show. So that's it. Next up, we've got Fire from the Gods, The Voiceless. So I guess they're doing narrative retold. So it's being released on May 19th on Rise Records. If you remember, we did our review of Narrative a while back. What was it, last year? Yeah. And it was fine. You know, seven dusty. You I know, didn't like I, it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. I like Backwards a lot better. Oh, for sure. And once again, the only reason why we compare them is because Eric July used to be in Fire from the Gods. So it makes sense that we compare the two bands. I'm a way bigger fan of Backwards. But what I would like to note is Ty, I guess, looked at the track list of the nar- of the narrative retold or narrative retold. And I guess all the new tracks that they have on it start with the. And he's oh, wondering, gosh. what year is this? 2017. <laughs> Man, I just don't like that band. I don't know what it is. It's just they're not that good to me, I guess. Well, get ready because we're listening to a little bit of this. Oh, man. Look, I'm going on the record. I do not hate Fire from the Gods. I don't hate them either. And and this track wasn't bad. Um, I liked it. It just, I mean, I, I really think that this track is how I felt about the album, to be honest with you. It's like, eh, it's, it's, it's meh, you know? It, it's okay to me. I like that chorus, though. Yeah, no, and he has a very, very good voice. Right. Now, I understand where you're coming from. I would like to see them live. I think they're going to be on Warp Tour. So I would like to see them live and see what they can pull off. You know, if it's not 
at the same time as another band. But yeah, I certainly don't hate them. I didn't mind the narrative or narrative. I keep on saying the narrative, I think. But I'm not a huge fan of reissuing albums so close to when they just came out and then just adding a few tracks. Yeah. But if they have enough new tracks, I'll give it a listen and see what it's like. Yeah. And I was looking at the track listing now. I don't get it. Uh, They're doing an acoustic for Excuse Me. Oh, yeah. So that's cool because that's actually really honestly the only song I like by them. But I mean, it's still 12 tracks or no, it's I mean, it's 12 tracks. Narrative was 10 tracks. So it's got two additional ones, including or and also adding, excuse me, acoustic. So 13 tracks. I thought there were more. (laughs) That's it. Wow. All right. Well, hey, that's why you have Spotify and all that kind of shit. So, yeah. Next up, we've got Rise Against with The Violence. Their newest album, Wolves, will be out on June 9th on Virgin Records. Let's take a listen. Look, we all know Rise Against is catchy as fuck, right? Yep. The thing that's happened to them, though, is they are definitely radio rock now. They are, and they continue to not really expand that much. They kind of sound the same, but it's like you said, they're super catchy. And honestly, I like the track. No, I and, do too. You know, for sure. I don't have a problem with it. If you know that's how they do it, that's you know that's the Rise Against way, and I like it. Look, we're gonna review this album for sure. For sure. It's just, you know, not to go into a long tangent or anything, but I was speaking with our buddy Chris when this single actually came out and he was telling me about it and I was like, yeah, it's catchy and everything. But Rise Against a long time ago lost me and it's a little bit because a lot of their stuff sounds the same. It's not taking away from their talent. It's not taking away from anything. They've picked their niche and that's what they've gone with. You know what I mean? Right. But also, I'm not going to play it now. You can go check it out at home, you know, listeners at home and everything. They lost me when they did that track, Hero of War. Do you know that track? I love that song. Why do you love that song, Jackson? It's a good song. Why? I like the song. Do you know what the lyrics say? I know every single word. So you agree then with their message of that track? Mm, I don't really have like a strong stance behind it. You know, like I get it. And I respect their opinion on the, you know, the way they look at like an American soldier, mm-hmm. you know, basically, I mean, let's be real. They kind of belittle an American soldier. It's and more I don't than think that. That's that cool. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's more than belittling. They're being straight up dicks. I mean, they're taking the absolute worst situation that a soldier would have to go through. Actually, two situations that a soldier would have to go through and assuming that every soldier is a piece of garbage. That's what they're doing in that track. And they make it catchy and they make it very easy to sing along and they start the track so that you're like, oh, I really like this. This is pro-soldier, pro-war, whatever. And they slowly turn it on you so that you're supposed to feel like an idiot for liking the track to begin with. 
Oh, I don't know. I think he thought way too hard. Oh, I don't know. And look, I think you're foolish to always be pro-military and pro-government. I mean, look, we've had our right. we've had our comments about backwards and all that, you know, how we agree a lot with that kind of stuff. I'm not always pro everything like that. But when someone makes a song that We're is pro the, the right thing. Whatever it is. <laughs> whatever whatever the right answer contradict is. Contradict something else. It's a different situation. Different rules apply to different situations. It's like what Jason Wisdom said in the death therapy conversation. It's like, I don't want to be wrong. Who wants to be wrong about something? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that was one of my favorite quotes. Yes. It, it's not that like that song is deliberately made the way it is to instill that type of feeling in someone. You have to be all the way to that extreme to agree with a track like that. And I just simply don't believe that human beings are like that. So yeah. they lost me a little bit because I am so lyric driven with most of the things I listen to. That was one of those times I was like, wow, they're just really being dicks on purpose. I mean, I don't have to hear this all the time. And I guess that's where I kind of, you know, went back and forth every once in a while. I check out a track, but I never really listened to a full album. And I know people don't have that same opinion. A lot of people have Rise Against as some of their biggest influences. And I have no problem with that whatsoever. But that one specific track where they started saying things like that was a little bit more than I wanted. And I could understand that. And I think the thing with me and rise against is that this this album that that song is on uh appeal to reason came out in 2008 mm -hmm. 2008 i was like 15 years old right and all i jammed at that age was rise against three days grace breaking benjamin those were like you know the power bands at you were the killing time. it man yeah dude I, th that's all i fucking jammed and you know metallica and shit but i mean <laughs> this album like this was one of the first cds i ever even bought and you know, at 14, 15, I didn't give a fuck about the lyrics, man. I was just listening to some good music that sounded good as shit. Right, right, right. And that's, I guess, my connection to this album. So, like, I agree with you because they do be little soldiers. And, you know, it's even worse, like you say. And that's not cool to me. That's assuming highly of every single person that you have never even met as an artist. And that's fine. You know, that's your opinion on it as an artist. But right, there's a still a way you could be more open about it. And I don't think they took that in consideration. But as a song, it's a fucking good song to me. You know, it's catchy. And I just love that album period, I guess. No, I got you. It's just the kind of same as like, I fucking hate country music. And I don't want a every single person ever is the greatest soldier of all time song either. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like that either. It was just this one went literally on like one of the worst possible things. Because go ahead, everyone. Go listen to it because I'm not playing it now. Go listen to it. But it's just like <laughs> one of the worst possible things that you could do as a soldier and they're just making it seem like every soldier does that. And then they come home and everyone cheers them for being murderers and stuff. It's just fucking ridiculous. I understand what you're saying. And it you gave me a new perspective on it, by the way. And oh. that's and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I can still like their music, though. It's just that was one of the times where I was just like, eh, this isn't for me. And I can listen from time to time to whatever other album I want to and all that kind of stuff. It's just I have plenty of other great music to listen to. Well, then. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. What? Why would you apologize? They don't even have to apologize for it. I love it when people sing about what they want and all that kind of stuff. It's just that is a moment that I remember. The last track we've got, and I know people, everyone oh, has yeah. been buzzing about this fucking track. <laughs> My whole Facebook lit up 
Every single band member, every single person was talking about this track. I'm sure you all know it's the new of Mice and Men track called Unbreakable. It is the first single without Austin Carlisle. Let's take a listen. Do it up, Jackson. I fucking love this song, Ian. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you're about to tell me. I don't care what you're going to nitpick. I fucking love it. You could bring up Cold World. You can do anything you want, Ian. Honestly, this song is my favorite thing about this whole episode. And I'm not what? kidding you. No, yes, dude. I'm not kidding By you. the way, we forgot a track that we're going to play in a little bit. If you think that this track is better than that track, you're a crazy person. Fuck, what track did we forget? Well, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll stick with of Mice and Men right now. But here, Whatever, I don't care, man. This is the best. That's incorrect. But I'm glad. <laughs> I am glad that you liked it. And here's the deal. I'm not even going to go off on this. You're wrong. You said I like it. I love it. Okay. Oh. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> believe it. I'm glad you love it, Jackson. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you love it, Jackson. I will say the thing that I said to everyone who asked me about it. That track right there is better than the entire Cold World album put together. Now, Jackson, here's my question to that you. That doesn't need to be said. Yes, it does. Everyone Here, knows that. Oh, see, that's what I was about to ask. Someone who defended the album before, you're telling me that this track was indeed better than everything on that album. And Restoring Force. I thought about going that far, too. So I, I am happy that you said that. I am unhappy that you were a liar for a year, but, you know. I'm glad that you're finally telling the truth now. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Dude, this fucking song is good. Well, I, okay, I'm going to take you through my day. I was playing Destiny on my PlayStation, man. Oh, my God. That's going to bore the hell out of me. notification <laughs> that says a Bison Menu song, whatever. I click it. 20 seconds in, I'm like, oh, okay. It sounds good. It's new of Mice and Men. You know, whatever. Okay. Then they started screaming. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, cool. And then the song just keeps on. I start noticing chill bumps appearing on my arms. Oh, I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Not only are they back, but they're fucking good. Dude, I love this song. I've been listening to it on repeat over and over and over. It's made me go back to the flood and everything. And just I've been on an Mice and Men cleanse this past since the song came out. I fucking love it, man. Boom. I hate that you're Top making that. me be the negative person here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate that you're doing that. <laughs> this track is fine. It is better, probably, just like you said, than the last two albums combined. I am with you on that. I know some people don't agree, but I'm with you on that. My issue on two of the things is, one, I think this band, because I also watched some of those YouTube clips of their first live performance that they did, I think a Mice and Men needs a vocalist who is not also a guitarist. I agree with that. 
I think they're just one of those bands. You know what I mean? I think they need someone to really, truly connect with the audience. And I think some bands pull that off very well with a vocalist and a guitarist who's the same person. But a lot of bands need that person who can really, really go off and do whatever they want while the guitarist does the clean vocalist, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? Crown the Empire's David Escamilla needs to join of Mice and Men. Yeah, he has the same exact mid-range that they're looking for. That would be it's, it's completely fine. But and I think he plays guitar. But I think Aaron Pauly wants this band to be his own now. He does, and that's a shame because their live set is is suffering because of it. Yes, the music is fine, but the live set and in this scene, you gotta have a good live show. This isn't. I I could understand that for radio rock bands. That's well, fine. They are but a radio for rock our band. Our scene. No. Yes, they are. For the last two albums plus a deluxe album, they've been a radio rock band. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to be doing this music, they need to have a very good live presence. And that's not going to happen with the setup they have now. Right. I yes. honestly don't care that much. I would just prefer them to get somebody for that reason, because whenever a Mice and Men comes around, I would like to see a good show. But honestly, if it's like this, I don't think I'd go see them unless they had, you know, an extra thing that made it worthwhile. Right. It's an outdoor one, too. So maybe it's a little bit harder to judge. If you were to see them in a smaller venue, then maybe it would come off well. But that's just one of the things for me. The other thing is these lyrics are cliche as fuck. Yes, they are. So that's the other thing, too. Obviously, you listen for lyrics. I listen for lyrics. Structurally, yeah, structurally, I like this direction that they're going because they're going back more into that metalcore, post-hardcore thing, which makes more sense to me than what they were doing previously. And that's the only reason why I would ever say that they're better off without Austin is because when you look at the last two albums and now you look at who's missing and what they're doing again, it's Austin Carlisle. So if he was the one that was pioneering the direction, if he was leading everybody and they made that music and now he's gone and now they're making this music, then that's fine with me that he's gone. You see what I mean? I agree with that, but I don't think that's the case. I think that they did this song when Austin left to prove that they could still do it. I don't think they, you know, I don't think Austin left and they're like, oh, finally we can. We can do we can go back to the old days now and start screaming again. I don't think that happened. I think they did this to prove a point, to flex their mice and men muscles and tell everybody, <laughs> guys, don't worry, we can still scream. We got it. Aaron Polly is a talented mofo and he's gonna take this band by the reins and he's gonna lead us to victory, which he did. And because I'm so fucking excited for new of mice and men. For the last two albums, they were wayfish with no muscle. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I I you know, Cold War or World, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Look, the point is, to me, Cold World was a decent album. Uh, I didn't hate it. Shut up, you liar. Force, Stop lying. I actually the liked some done. songs the off of Storing Force. I didn't think it was awful, and I don't think it was Austin's fault either. I'm starting to think it was. You know, it depends. Look, if they go and they make Cold World 2 or Cold World, <laughs> I want to say Cold War. <laughs> I can't say anything. I want to say Cold War 2. <laughs> if they go and they make that after this, then sure, then it wasn't Austin. But if now they're doing their thing that they wanted to do, it kind of leads me to believe that it's Austin's fault. They're doing it because Austin left, but not because they can do it now that Austin's gone. I think if they do make another kick-ass album, 
that isn't cold world-esque. It's not because Austin's gone. It's because they want to prove a point that they can do this without Austin. You might be I right. don't think it's because they like suddenly got these leash, you know, unchained and you know, now they can do whatever they want now that Austin's gone. I don't think Austin had that sort of pressure on them that they had to do this. I, I don't see Austin as that guy, and I don't think anyone does, but it is fair to see it that way, as you know, now that he's gone, you know, maybe now they can actually do what they want. But that I guess that's just not the way I see it. I think what they're doing is proving a point instead of just, you know, exhibiting what they can do without Austin. You know what I mean? We shall see. We'll see. I fucking love this song. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad no, I have your approval. Were you part of making it? I don't know. <laughs> so the song that we forgot that's so much better than that track. Oh, I know which one. Is Kingdom of Giants with yep. Tunnel Vision. Featuring a Mr. J.T. Cavey, I believe is how you say it, of a little band called Era. Little band. So how about we play this superior track? That's right, Jackson. You got something to say? That's a fucking badass song. I loved it. This Kingdom of Giants album is going to be incredible. May 5th, right? May 5th, All the Hell You've Got to Spare. I'm super excited for it. I love every single song they released. Damaged Goods, Runaway, now Tunnel Vision. Dude, Kingdom of Giants, they took that step forward from their previous stuff, and it looks like they're going to release an amazing album. I love all this stuff, man. It's so much better. I mean, that Mice and Men track is like juvenile compared to that track. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. Especially when you, the story behind the Mice and Men track and everything. Come on, man. You're incorrect once again, and that's okay. It's an opinion. How can I be incorrect? That's so rude of you. People's opinion are incorrect sometimes. You do know that, Okay, but not these kind. Not when we're doing music (laughs) reviews. That's true, but I like to pretend that they are. (laughs) I'm not telling you the sky is pink and that's my opinion and you have to believe it. That was a weird one to go to. Well, I got it from you. You got it from watching me? No, I got it from you. A long time ago, you gave me that same I absolutely did not. I yes, never said the sky is pink. No, I didn't. Yeah, I remember I was I was nope. telling you that like, well, okay, but Ian, that's an opinion because we were talking about the Star Wars argument and then you were like, okay, yes, I do believe that you know opinions can not be wrong or right, but- some opinions are false. Like if someone tells me that the sky is pink. All right. Can you do me a favor? Not pink. You do me and a favor. This is an Ian hates podcast. <laughs> 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 All 
<laughs> you do me and a favor. I am correct as always, Jackson. I shall smite you now. Leave my show. You go you fucking that. look that up because I want to know what episode and I want to oh, hear dude. me use such a terrible example of a lie that someone would say so please 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 find that for me and i will apologize if i'm incorrect but i cannot believe unless i was so tired unless i was so fucking tired that i used such a terrible it just doesn't make any sense i think you were drinking coke that episode and not beer so you were a little off that's possible (laughs) as he takes a sip now possibly the greatest sponsor of ian hates music all right. Well, that's a good way to wrap up new songs. I think so, too. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Please go listen to all the tracks there and judge them for yourself. Hopefully, you enjoyed them all and go support all of those great artists. But for now, it's time to go to some concert reviews. That track's still better than the Of Mice and Men track. Oh, fuck. Are you really going to keep doing that? (laughs) No, no, because it is a good track. I'm just fucking with you. So I had the pleasure of going to see Tiger Wine and Daisy Head at a small, intimate art gallery. I know that sounds weird, but that's where I went. And I got to see the great Tiger Wine live for the first time. It was so fucking good. Like we've said a million times on the show, the album Die With Your Tongue Out is damn fucking good. And it's on our short list of best albums of the year so far. They sounded very, very similar to the album since that album really does have that raw concert-like feel to it. So that worked out very, very well. And probably around halfway through the set, They actually, because I had not gone up to Hayden yet, I hadn't introduced myself to the band because, you know, they're setting up, there are other bands playing, so I didn't want to be like, oh, let me try and talk over these people. So I hadn't introduced myself yet, but around halfway through the set, Hayden goes, hey, is Ian here? And started looking around, I was like, yo, I was like right off to the side, (laughs) listening, I was like, hey, that's me. And he goes, hey man, this song is dedicated to you, this is sign and they played probably one if not my favorite track on that album and it was so good it worked out so well they even went and i think think they played one track off a lull i think they played sharp elbows part one i guess sharp elbows just the first one and yeah man that set was damn fucking good everyone has to make sure that they go see tiger wine while they're out on tour i also went back and got that fucking awesome tiger wine slash final fantasy 7 shirt lucky ass it was so high i saw it i was like i have to have that make sure you not only pick up that album listen to the conversation with hayden if you haven't already and then make sure you go see them on tour support that band they really deserve it because not only is their album great but they're also great live so i can only imagine what it would be like when they have time to play even more tracks has got to be awesome. And then also, I got to see Daisy Head, who we've talked about once or twice on the show before, and their new album is coming out this week. And they did a very good job as well. They're like that post-hardcore kind of rock alternative, and right. they did a very good job as well. I'm not as familiar with their music, so I got to listen to the new album when it comes out. But I thought they did very well, too. So it was good to stick around and check them out as well. Hell yeah, man. I, I, I really want to see Tiger Wine live so bad. I fucking love that album. 
I, you know, that was a sleeper to yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Like that shit, I just keep listening to it over and over because it's just so good and it's so different. I love it. No, it really is. I mean, we said it a million times, and hopefully, hopefully, we're getting to new people every week. So you know, some new person is hearing it and giving it a shot because they really should. So that next concert I'm going to, and there's a bunch coming up once again, but at least right away on Friday, I am going to see as it is Rome and sleep on it. Hell yeah, dude. I'll I'll be going to that one too on the 20th. I'm probably going to have to skip a soccer game for it, and I'm really bummed out about it. I have a soccer tournament the, the, the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st. Well, that's only if you get through the first day though, right? No, you're guaranteed three. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> you're guaranteed three days of play. I think it's like two or three games a day. Okay. I'll probably be skipping the night game on the 20th because, man, I love the As It Is new record. Yeah, man, it's a good record. And especially with Rome and, you know, friends of the show sleep on it. Right. Like, you know, I, I have to see it. By the way, my new thing now is I hope that every band that I go to see who's been on the show, I hope they dedicate a song to me. <laughs> like, Shit. Yeah, I, I got to dedicate a song to me. I, I got a tweet to, to sleep on it. But yeah, and then I got a tongue coming up like Mayday Parade and Bayside and Say Anything and tons and tons of bands. Well, good shit, man. Absolutely. And Jackson, besides those, do you have anything coming up? I do not think so, so far. I might be going to Miss May I Upon a Burning Body, Kubla Khan, and I forgot the fourth band. That might be, you know, one that I go to. I'm not 100% sure yet because that's on the 27th. Yep. I don't know how my funds or my schedule is going to be because I'd rather go to the As It Is one because I've never seen them. Gotcha. All right, guys. Now it's time for a breakdown from the past. All right, Jackson. You missed last week. You've had plenty of time to get ready for your breakdown from the past. What is it? Dude, I don't think you're going to like it, but I'm just going to Oh, no. (laughs) It's a band called Reformers. I might Uh, know them. Oh. I, I hate it when I say the band name and you don't say anything for like a little pause. It's like, oh shit, here it comes. And I don't the song know. I pick is Abomination. This is a band that broke up around 2014. They've only released two albums. And yeah, I mean, I really like them. I don't think Ian's going to like them, but we'll see what happens. All right, let's try it out.
So did you go to Apple Music and type in for today plus convictions? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to like it. I mean, I wasn't that impressed. I'll take that. That's better than I thought what you were going to say. But by the way, I can totally guarantee by asking a question that you did not listen to what I did for Breakdown from the Past last week. I didn't hear Breakdown from the Past last week. You are a terrible person. How did you not <laughs> listen to the part of the show that you weren't on? I don't know. <laughs> All right. You need to go back and listen because there was okay. something I brought up specifically for you. Aww. And by the way, it doesn't sound good that a co-host of the show did not listen to the show. No, don't do that to me. I always listen to the show. I mean, I don't always make it to the end because I don't feel like I have to. I was there. You I weren't spoke. there. You specifically weren't there. Okay, just for that one segment, man. Oh, Jackson. I'm sorry. <sighs> My breakdown from the past, once again, because I'm very good at it, is a band <laughs> called Therefore I Am. They are a Boston a local band. Post hardcore, they were on Equal Vision Records, and the reason why I brought them up was because some of their past members, and they're not together anymore, they've done reunion shows, but at least one member, I believe, went to Lions Lions, and that's why I remember them. Oh, very nice. And they've had a pretty good amount of, you know, EPs and whatnot. And they have one full length album called The Sound of Human Lives, and I'm gonna play a track called I get nervous in cars. Yeah, man. Well, that's how Breakdown from the Past is done, baby. Ah, fuck off. I don't like it anymore. (laughs) That track, by the way, was from the EP called Escape. Yeah, maybe we have to open this up to the listeners again. Maybe every week they vote for what their favorite Breakdown from the Past was. Oh, shit. Okay. But then, you know, they'd have to listen to it. And I'm not sure people do, you know, especially if the co-host doesn't, you know. Oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) You're doing that again. Passive-aggressive sarcasm? Yes. Fuck off, mate. That was aggressive-aggressive (laughs) non-sarcasm. You're not going to follow up? (laughs) Nope. Okay. (laughs) Well, on that note, then, I think it's time to end the show, buddy. Yes, hell yes, please. Whoa, geez, that was a change of (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Here we go. All right, Jackson, do that thing you do. 
not listen to the show? Uh, as I was not listening to the show, I was thinking about my goodbye for today. And uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. You guys are awesome. I uh, love y'all so much. Thank you for listening. Again, every Thursday we're here. By the way, we also have a YouTube channel now. Bam. Ian. Yep. You're damn right, Ian. I did that. <laughs> we have a YouTube channel now. So far, we got Misfortune, Invent Animate, and the Whitney Payton interview up on there. There will be more coming, Capsize, and a couple others. Uh, but yeah, man, that's about all I got. Ian, take it away, sir. Thank you, Jackson. I, too, was going to plug YouTube because that is our newest platform to get people to listen to the show. And Jackson has done a very good job of taking the interviews and adding images and everything to it. So if you enjoy listening to my voice while looking at images of the things that we're talking about, that's the place for you. Oh, I'm blushing. Oh, shit. <laughs> so most likely... We'll have the sleep on it one coming up and the capsize one because that is a reminder to everyone. What was it? Last week, right? I put out every single So What interview. Whitney Payton, Invent Animate, Misfortune, Sleep On It, and Capsize. They are all there for your listening pleasure, all for free. Now on all these different platforms, including YouTube, except for the last two, which will be worked on, and... Jackson's going to be working on other ones as well. Hell yeah, man. Super stoked. That's just an extra way that you can listen now to Ian Hates Music and possibly Ian Hates Movies at some point, too. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. Well, you're going to be doing that, too. So, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well tell you now. We'll get to that stuff. But for everything else, you can follow the links in the description of this episode to follow us on social media, to get in touch with us, anything you want to talk about, new music you have, whatever. You can find it there, plus ianhates at gmail.com. You can always catch me there. For serious, though, we don't have that many people liking the Facebook page, and you can easily go and find all the information there because I know there are so many more listeners there, way more than Twitter has more than Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. You'll enjoy it. You'll know when everything new is coming out. You'll hear about the stuff first before anyone else. That's the way to do it. So definitely follow those links in the description of this episode. Plus, we've got so many more bands coming up on Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. And like I told Jackson earlier, Ian Hates Movies is back. The next movie is Forrest Gump. So enjoy that as well. And Jackson, I think that covers everything. Oh, did want to mention that also we just didn't have time, but Friends of the Show, A War Within, have put out a brand new cover of the Ed Sheeran song, Shape of You. So make sure to check that out. I'm sure as soon as we have full new music from them, we'll be talking about them as well. Jackson, do you have any final words for everyone? I love everybody. And of Mice and Men's new song. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days, and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to
You're the 